0: we're gonna do it like this for the next hour all gospel so uh here we go we're gonna start off like this and welcome 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 to another edition of the fantasy football chat ask me anything series brought to you by ashley marie this evening from the undroppables crew miss ashley how are you doing tonight
1: i'm doing good how are you i'm happy to be here
0: we're happy to have you. That goes without saying, but I will continue to say it for certain. Um, you said you had quite a busy day. Uh, you, uh, you're certainly not podcasted out yet, are you?
1: No, no, no. I definitely have to give myself a couple of days off. Otherwise, I fear I will be. I'm, I, I don't want that to happen. So I give myself a couple of days off this way. That never, ever happens. But um, no, not yet. I could, I could podcast away.
0: Excellent. Glad to hear it, because we have quite the number of questions here for you. And we will start off with the top of the list with... Okay, so on your... You had a draft board here recently that I noticed, and you took Jonathan Taylor above Alvin Kamara. And are you that big of a JT truther, or is it the... You know, just the not faith in Camara and the QB situation. What's the rationale behind all that?
1: So normally I would actually take Camara over JT. Um, that was that show I told you I did on vacation. Um, and I had been doing a lot of more serious drafts, like my family league and Scott Fishbowl and a bunch of like high stakes best ball. So I had been taking those players that I love. And I really wanted to, you know, try out some other Draft strategies and draft players. I don't usually draft. Um, I don't have many shares of JT, um, but normally I would take JT, uh, Alvin Kamara over JT. Um, I think JT is a great player for me personally. I I don't tend to lean towards drafting him in a lot of leagues. Um, I just have attachments to the other RBs that are in that range.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh also I feel so terrible. We jumped right into the questions. I need to give you your uh your time to shine here. Uh everybody you can find Ash here at A A or A Ashley underscore Marie uh on Twitter and she recently had a really good Patriots Camp thread. And, uh, Ashley, if you wouldn't mind going in and explaining uh, how you came to join the Undroppables crew, uh, what sort of content we can have to look forward to, and all that fun stuff. My apologies.
1: No, don't worry about it. Yeah, so I, I am so lucky to be um, with the Undroppables. It's, it's such an incredible incredible group of people um who have done nothing but lift me up in this space and i am incredibly thankful for that i um they actually found me when i tweeted out my scott fishbowl acceptance um i do host a clubhouse room on wednesdays at 8 p.m uh with regina wright who's actually also now an undroppable um, a friend of ours in there had recommended we sign up for scott fishbowl and we did and we got accepted and i tweeted out my acceptance in in typical scott fishbowl you know way and then uh chalk reached out to me and said he he liked some of the stuff i was putting out and i i wasn't really putting out um fantasy football content i was tweeting about sports here and there it wasn't like my gig um and he reached out and he said we we did an interview and um yeah and then it's it's all history from there and and ever since then it's been nothing but an amazing experience and um yeah i put out content with them um tiktok is my main one i do a lot of TikToks. Um, you can find that at The Undroppables on TikTok. Um, it was a fun way to turn my TikTok addiction into um, content. And then, yeah, we have some other great stuff coming. I have a couple of articles that are going to come out soon. Um, and some stuff that I can't say too much about yet. But but you have to make sure you're following me and The Undroppables on, um, on Twitter, across all platforms. I know we have our own, um, you know, little channel down down in the discord um make sure you're you're checking in there and and not even just me but this team has some amazing content coming out before the season starts
0: love to hear it love to hear it um and also you're quite the clubhouse user correct or am i I'm completely um, awesome? okay good nope. i can get that wrong
1: yeah I am I spent a lot of time on clubhouse um I know a lot of people transitioned away from clubhouse after those first like two or three months of clubhouse um but there's still such an amazing community there and an amazing community of people that not all of them are as heavy into the fantasy football world as we are and I really appreciate that because it's that's how I started out you know it's like it wasn't I I got my start basically with Clubhouse and being in those in in the fantasy football world by being in Clubhouse and and being that person, right? That that played fantasy football and kind of just didn't really follow many fantasy football accounts on Twitter, just a couple here and there and just the big ones. Um so I appreciate those people that just like talking fantasy football because it's a passion and aren't as deeply ingrained because it it can fantasy football twitter and and the community can become a little bit of an echo chamber so getting to still talk to people that are outside and and they have some of the best you know ideas and and thoughts and it's it's great to still be there and have a great community there
0: absolutely you basically are saying the same sentiments i have about this uh little slice of heaven here on the discord yeah
1: i know everyone here is great too it's exactly the same thing that it's like People have something like this or like Clubhouse that it's an outlet for fantasy football, um, but they aren't as heavily ingrained and uh, and have that outlet here, and that's where some of the best ideas come from.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been telling folks for years you could sit and just like lurk and chat, and yep. you could have plenty of writing prompts like day after day after day if you're paying yep. close enough attention.
1: Exactly, and it's just making those connections, even even though they aren't in the fantasy football you know world doesn't mean that it's not a good connection to have like like you said it they have just as good ideas as as maybe even better ideas than some of the people in the in the fantasy football world
0: agreed and uh also teased an announcement to the community and i'm going to go ahead and get that off my chest real quick and uh that is we secured our sponsors for the sears uh contest and attorneys uh this afternoon so we're gonna go ahead and shout them out First off, 444 4 is returning to the stage. They're going to be sponsoring our tournament this year. Every league winner in the Discord tourney that we, spon- that we have here in-house is going to get a subscription to their uh, paywalled services. I've been a subscriber for about five to six years, so definitely worth checking out that content. Um, but, you know, uh, it could be free for you if you sign up for the tournament, so be sure to do that. If you're in a major league, we're going to be collaborating with, speaking of which, the Undroppables, uh, Viridian Global, and then we're going to have a little in-house money thrown at to have an exclusive t-shirt to all the league winners of the major leagues. And naturally, if you're a legend, you deserve a legendary ring and that will be furnished by Trophy Smack. So everybody be sure to check all that out. And for all my IDP players, Dynasty Nerds is going to sponsor a tournament for us where you can win a subscription if you win one of the five leagues that we're going to set up. We're going to use the IDP 123 scoring and it's going to be spicy. So stay tuned for that sign up coming up soon. But otherwise, let's get back to our regular scheduled programming.
1: Of course. This is some great sponsors.
0: Uh, Yeah, we've uh, gotten really, really lucky with the folks that we've been in touch with. And I mean, it's... It, it it seems like shooting for the moon, but I just keep telling them you're getting sixteen, seventeen weeks of free advertising, and all I need is you to like flip a couple toggles on some emails. That's yeah, all. it
1: is. exactly.
0: But it does carry the clout of which I'm proud. So, uh, anywho, uh, let's get back to the knowledge That's that really is Ash, great. and uh, Gurnals here in chat is talking about the. New England Patriots coverage that you uh, put out, and that is that, um, let's see here, the main thing about John New is that his usage last year was, a, and Tennessee's offense was primarily run-blocking for a run-heavy offense. Now that he's in New England, with the primary receiving tight end and Hunter Henry, and likely more run running team. How do you feel about his usage being any different, and do you think his touchdown dependence carries over from Tennessee?
1: Um, I think one of the things you have to look at is that the Patriots are really good at running running a um a dual tight end system um, in which both players can perform really well um, in football and in fantasy um, so even though you know Hunter Henry is there and you have Hunter Henry and Johnny, I still think John U does get the chance to get good production. Um, you know, and, and while I think that Patriots are going to have a a pretty, like they said, run inclined team, they do have, um, a lot of sleep, like sleeper good players. Um, when I was at Patriots training camp, I got to watch, it almost pains me to say, because I was never big on Nelson Aguilar and, and everything, but the way he was looking and, and, you know, he really does have some great skill. Um, there's a couple of their, Raider wide receivers that I really like um, you know they it's just I do think that they they have a great chance to still pass that ball and we know that both quarterbacks whoever well I I, like I said I do think that's a question later but I think Cam starts but um, you know that both of them are still great passers and with with receivers that probably will be able to catch the ball that it it Is more even than people think. Um, So I do think that he's still going to carry over a good amount of that that blocking role, but I don't know that that's going to be his, you know, sole job.
0: Gotcha. Fair enough. And uh, I would agree with you on that 110%, to be perfectly honest. Um, Not to get back into my question immediately, but... Shooting your shot, who finishes as the number one at their position this year will go QB running back wide receiver. And then if you're gonna get spicy besides Travis Kelsey, I'd be happy to hear the tight end selection too.
1: Of course. Um yeah, I think I think this one's tough, but I, I think Kyler Murray has a really good chance at at getting up to QB one. Um before his shoulder injury he got you know, he was QB1 for a couple of weeks there. Um, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is great. I love Patrick Mahomes, but I don't know that he's going to finish as uh, QB1 this year. So I think that that's a great, you know, I think Josh Allen has a chance there too. Um, I think Alvin Kamara has a great chance to finish, um, RB1. I don't think Christian McCaffrey does it. He's, he's currently RB1. And I, I, I don't know. I just think with him, um, getting injured last year and and just the team I don't know I don't see him finishing as RB1 um and yeah in fantasy Dalvin Cook's going after him and then Kamara um I think Kamara has a really good chance of doing that I think Tyreek Hill probably still stays as um wide receiver one and then for tight end um I'd have to go with Darren Waller I think if you're if you're taking Travis Kelsey out of the equation Darren Waller is the clear um tight end one
0: Gotcha. And how far back do you think Kittle finishes?
1: Um, I don't think too, too, too far back, but I don't think it's going to be super close either. I I think that that team is kind of scaring me a little bit with a, a lot of the uncertainty and I I do not like to place the injury prone tag on people. Um, But Kittle does have a lengthy track record of getting hurt and missing weeks. Um, Even when he's healthy, he misses weeks here and there. So I don't know that Kittle stays healthy enough to come as close as people think. um, But I don't think it's going to be like he's miles behind them.
0: Gotcha. And let's see here. Moving along. uh, Who is your favorite running back handcuff this year and why? Why?
1: I really like um, J.K. Dobbins and um, Gus Edwards. I think that Gus Edwards is just such a good player. And, um, you know, I, I think that J.K. Dobbins could finish a little bit lower than he's projected um, and that Gus Edwards has the ability to pick up that slack. And we know that, you know, the there's a lot of, pressure on Lamar Jackson to be throwing the ball a lot this year and maybe cutting down on his run time to try and be a pocket passer um and in that case when he needs an out if he's you know I'm sure he's still gonna have a lot of rushing yards but if he needs an out and a running back when he can't make a a play as a pocket passer and he's stuck in the pocket is um those two guys are, are great players to pass it off to
0: and so you're a firm guess the best believer then
1: yeah, I i mean, there are people who are, like, live or die by Gus Edwards, and that's not me. But I do think that Gus Edwards is a good player, and he, he does have a lot of talent.
0: How long do you think uh, Mike Davis lasts as a starter in Atlanta before he goes down?
1: Mm, that's a tough one. Um, Probably a couple of, I don't know couple of weeks I I could see them like going back and forth um but I do I do like his backup so I think it's not he's definitely not going to stay there the entire season
0: and do you think Javion Hawkins has what it takes to uh carry that load or is he too small of a body
1: um I do think he's another one you know I, I like to look at football um I do play fantasy but I think that I look at it more from a football perspective because I'm a football fan first. And while he is small, I I hate that um, that narrative with people like people place that on Kyler Murray and and everything. And I, um, you know, sometimes that's what you need to get through those those tight spots and, and make those plays because that's not what they're expecting um you know it does increase the likelihood of getting hurt if you're smaller compared to bigger um especially at running back but I do think that he has the talent to be able to do it
0: excellent excellent and speaking of rookie running backs uh do you think Chiba Hubbard could make an appearance uh in Carolina or do you think there's a scale back on the Christian McCaffrey usage
1: um I do think he I think that they can't maintain the insane usage of Christian McCaffrey that they have been, um, especially you know coming off of an injury and not. They don't. I don't think they want to put themselves in that position. Um, so I do think Chuba Hubbard can get a, a decent amount of time.
0: Excellent. And I love I'm that name. To hear that and, right, <laughs> right. It yeah. is a good name.
1: I said something the other day um. that I was like, we need to do a bracket challenge of best NFL names. Um, and Chuba Hubbard is going to be way up there. <laughs>
0: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, Bedeus is asking us, there are a handful of presentative team wide receiver ones who are falling surprisingly late in drafts, a.k.a. Corey Davis, Tyrell Williams, Traik one. Which ones do you think fall flat, and which ones do you think are stills at their ADP?
1: Um, so out of those, I, I do like Corey Davis, um, the three names, I, I think like you said, there, there are a handful of them that will fall flat. Um, let me pull up the ADP really quick and look, um, you know, especially because they're falling later, a lot of them do become steals at their ADP that it's like, when it's that low, how can you not take someone who has a locked in wide receiver one spot? Um, so it leads me to want to draft those people. It's not necessarily the greatest, um, you know, way to do things, but I, you know, if it falls to you, I, I, in a later round, being able to catch a wide receiver one, I think that that's a, a great way to do it. Um. So I was looking at ADP. I have always liked Corey Davis. Um, You know, I think that that team is going to need a lot of running backs. And I think that Corey Davis, um, you know, being one of the the more, it's not necessarily veteran, but a little bit more established in the running back position that he um, can do really well. Um, Traquan Smith was named. Um, I was just pulling up to see where his ADP was. I have him up on sleeper. where did he go? Right there. Um, Yeah, that that one does scare me a little bit just because of the quarterback situation. Um, So I don't feel too confident in that one. Um, I just think with ambiguous running, uh, with ambiguous quarterback starters and everything, I'm not necessarily inclined to to draft wide receivers. Um, Ambiguous quarterbacks tend to lead me towards drafting um, running backs because running backs are always such a good outlet especially um run heavy overpass heavy running backs um because for a a quarterback position that could be changing or you know becomes this kind of way Tua was last year like in and out that a, that a running back is a um a, gr- a run heavy running back is a great person to get um in ambiguous quarterback situations and that's why I tend to do that and that's why I'm not so high on Traquan Smith um Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. By the way, uh, for the ADPs, if you're looking, we do have them pulled up in chat here for you as well.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: Thank you, DR, our resident dev that does a lot for us. Um, Davis Mills season, doubt, first off, doubt. Um, But he loves Anthony Ferkser why should he hate him
1: i don't know like i just think he doesn't have a great amount of upside um i do think that he will get a good amount of work um but it's just like i don't know i think that it won't make as big of an impact on fantasy as some people think um I don't hate him, though. Like, I, you know, you're, you're asking me what I don't like. But, you know, I don't hate him. Um, you know, he gets a good amount of targets, um, and he can carry a decent load. But, I don't know, there's just not a very high ceiling on that one.
0: Fair enough. I'm not going to disagree with it. And do you think Mac Jones takes over this year, even if Cam is healthy?
1: I do. I think... Mac Jones probably starts somewhere around week five. Um, it is pretty early, I know, but my, my thing is Mac Jones is a player like Brady was. And I'm not trying to compare him to Brady in that sense. I'm comparing more of their style of play, that Mac Jones is a bricks-in-the-feet kind of pocket passer. Um, with those balls that just float into hands in situations where you need them um with a good amount of accuracy and again it, it's his first year in the nfl we don't know how well he will um transfer over from college but he you know that a player like him will work in a belichick system um and cam is already on a fairly short leash um that I don't know how long he'll be able to maintain on that short leash before Belichick replaces him with, with Cam, uh, with, um, with Mac.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, did you enjoy the Patriots training camp by the way?
1: I did. It was so much fun. It's actually the first, um, training camp I've ever been to, I'm originally from New York but I was living I'm living in Massachusetts this summer and I was like you know what I have to go um I've always I I date a Patriots fan and all my friends are Patriots fans so they have all gone and had a great time going so I was like you know what I'll go and I actually went by myself which was a lot of fun um to you know go out there and and find a spot and make some friends With like there was two old guys behind me that I made friends with that were like and they're like 70s, You know, it was a good time and I got to see a lot of great, great plays. And, you know, again, it's it's camp, but, you know, there were some great plays by some great players and just getting to see them before the season starts and kind of scratch that itch of football, um, you know, the same way we will tonight with the Hall of Fame game, you know, but... And just being able to, to feed my football addiction a little bit by going to camp has, was, was really, really great. And getting to see Mac Jones. I'm an Alabama fan, so getting to see Mac Jones um, in person because I I, my sister goes to the University of Alabama and I wasn't able to get down there for a football game and see him. Oh, Just being able to watch him play um, was really a lot of fun.
0: Sam, who uh, asked that question, was also at Patriots minicamp. So, uh, hi. Yeah, he uh, he said he had a good time too. So it was a good uh, a good afternoon of like y'all had good weather for it and everything. So.
1: Oh my God, gorgeous! It was so gorgeous. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be fairly cold, and it ended up being in the sun. Gorgeous day. Um, they also gave out a lot of free merch. You know, it was like it was a a really good time.
0: You gotta love that.
1: Right.
0: And Sam also asked another Patriots question. Jacoby Myers was a top 20 wide receiver over the last 10 weeks of 2020. He may have been poised for a breakout season, Then Aguilar, Bourne, Johnny, and Henry all joined the pass-catching mix. Do you think Myers can still turn in a fantasy-relevant year? Can any of the wide receivers?
1: I do think that they can. Um, like I said before, I think Aguilar is going to play a, a decent role, um... And I think he's going to look better here than he had, um, you know, with the Eagles. Um, And I I do think that Jacoby Myers can maintain fantasy relevancy. Um, I don't know that it's going to be as incredible as it has been in the past, but I do think it still can be fairly relevant, especially um, with him playing uh, what seems to be like he's going to be playing like a slot receiver, Um, you know, that, that he could bring in some volume there. Um, I think that, you know, I actually do like Kendrick Bourne um, in the later rounds of a fantasy football draft, um, especially because, you know, that, that, that wide receiver room is still pretty uncertain, and we've seen all of them getting reps, and, and we're not really sure what Belichick's exact plans are with that wide receiver room, especially with Johnu and Henry there, right? Like they said. So I do think that a handful of them will have good fantasy seasons. I don't think all of them will, but I do think Jacoby Myers is going to be more in that. Mid-range gets you a decent amount of points that's fairly steady throughout the season, um, but not somebody who will score you, like, 40 points in a week.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Moving right along here, uh, Hitting about the halfway mark, so I want to make sure that we get as many questions answered as we can. Yeah. Um, we already talked about Mac Jones taking a snap. Do you expect Fields and Lance to do the same, and how long the season, if so?
1: I do. Um, I think Trey Lance starts probably. I was actually just having this conversation. Um, it, it seems like um with with rookie quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round that most of them start by week four and I actually didn't even know that before I said most of these guys start week four um and that's kind of the train I've been riding especially with Lance and Mac and basically all of them um I I do think it's probably going to be around that range I think Lance is a little tricky right like because they that Jimmy G got them to a super bowl like that there might be more inclined to ride with him so his start might be a little bit later but i do think that all of them are going to take over at some point
0: point. and how long until davis mills does the same in houston or can i trust that tyrod will start all year
1: <laughs> um
0: or do you think that sean watson will in fact take a snap this year
1: Deshaun Watson will not play this year. I don't think Deshaun Watson takes a single snap this year. And now there's a lot of the trade rumors um, floating around about the trade to the Eagles. And even if that happens, I don't see him playing. I just think that nobody is going to do that with everything that's like still open on him. Um, I don't think he plays...
0: I would agree with that sentiment as well because I drafted Tyrod in the fishbowl because yeah. I had super faith that there ain't no way they're gonna let him take a snap.
1: Yeah, and and I I think Tyrod probably is going to be the the more steady player there. Um, and I know that the coaching staff has been saying that they're like super impressed with how Tyrod Taylor has been doing for them. Um, so I think that that's a great pick.
0: Gotcha. And let's keep things chugging right along here. And let's jump down the bottom. Laura wanted to say Shoba Hubbard is a sick name, that's for sure. But does it beat Bobby Okariki?
1: <laughs> Dude, there's so many good NFL names. I think I really need to follow through on my um my tournament of good NFL names. And there's just so many good ones. I still think Trevor Hubbard wins that name that name battle though.
0: I uh I would name. agree with that. I would agree. Oh, Laura says boo. She does not agree with that. <laughs> um how do you see the Colts offense panning out for fantasy given the new wins snooze? And how does it affect, firstly, Marlon Mack, but also the offensive weapons with Easton under center taking into account Reich's track record?
1: Um, I... This one's tough, because I I wasn't necessarily super high on Carson once to start with, like, pushing this offense to, like, crazy outlooks. Um, I think Eason is actually going to perform really well for them. Um, I do like the way he plays. I think that he's going to do really well. Um... Marlon Mack is still in the air for me um I think a lot of what he's gonna do um stems off of coming back from that injury and we've had that talk a lot recently about you know because of Cam Akers and and with Marlon Mack coming back now on how how you can come back from an Achilles injury and you had Jose on last week um who talked about you know Achilles injuries um so I think I think it's not for Marlon Mack. It's not necessarily based on the Carson Wentz news. It's more so based off of um, returning from injury.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Who would you prefer at 2.1 in a keeper league, Ridley or Gibson? And if you're keeping CMC... Okay, I think I don't understand that question, my man. I'm sorry. Uh, we can't answer that for you because that doesn't make sense. And let's see here. Laura B is asking, the New England, pa- New England Patriots or Scarlet Witch?
1: Scarlet Witch. Oops. The New Eng- Scarlet Hold Witch on. is mine.
0: There we Scarlet go. Scarlet
1: Witch is my girl.
0: Scarlet Witch? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha.
1: I'm not a Patriots. I went to Patriots training camp, but I am not a Patriots fan. I am a Giants fan, so of course, even if I didn't like the Scarlet Witch, I think I'd have to choose the Scarlet Witch over the um the Patriots, but Scarlet Witch is my girl.
0: She agrees with that decision a little bit more, <laughs> so that's a good sign. Um, At
1: least I got one of them right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... Kyle wants to know who wins the NFC least this year.
1: Oof, that's a tough one. Um honestly, it it pains me to say it's not the Giants. Um I think Washington has a really good chance and it's not definitely not the Eagles. Um I think Washington is gonna be the one to take it away.
0: Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um I was saying people were saying to throw money on Washington to win that division,
1: dude. I I saw the lines mm-hmm. for Washington to win the Super Bowl, and do I think that that's going to happen? Probably not. But the the odds on that one were odds I would have taken, um, and I'm I'm likely to take underdog bets <laughs> as it is. But, um, dude, there I would if I would put money on winning the division, I would put it on Washington.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, there's a couple hype train questions here, so we can dive into those. And that starts off with every year. There's all kinds of hype for several late round, late round tight end, tight end steals and breakout candidates. And every year, most of them fall flat. Which hype trains are you buying into, and which one are you ignoring?
1: Yeah, um, I really do like um, Troutman this year. I think Troutman um, is in a really good position to do really well, and he's going fairly late in, um, in drafts. Um, I think moali Cox is another great late-round sleeper for tight ends that, that has the ability to, um, you know, outperform where he's being drafted. Um, you know, I, I we were talking about Hunter Henry a little bit. He's not in, you know, in that, Top even 10 on in ADPs. Um, so I'm not going to consider him a sleeper, but I think Hunter Henry outperforms his ADP this year. I think a lot of the, like you said, a lot of tight ends sleepers don't necessarily work out, but I think that there is a good handful of them that, that have the ability to do it.
0: Forgive me, did you mention Jared Cook there?
1: I did not.
0: How do you feel about Jared Cook?
1: Um, I do think he can do well this year. I don't have a hundred percent total faith, um, but, you know, we, we've been hearing that, you know, his connection with the quarterback is is improving a lot. So I think that, um, you know, in, in his new spot, that he'll have a little bit more of opportunities.
0: Gotcha. Um, Let's see here. Who do you think wins rookie of the year? And why is it Kyle Pitts? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I do not think it's going to be Kyle Pitts. Excellent, um,
0: excellent.
1: Yeah, I, I really. Okay, you could ask. I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year to at all, right? Um, but my opinion on him kind of changes day to day, week to week. Um, I am not one of those people who's insanely high on him. I go back and forth between this is either going to be great or this is going to be well like like subpar. Um the the stats are kind of not in his favor with rookie tight ends um like not adapting well to the NFL. Um so I think that that's an, a driving reason, not a full driving reason because every year there's people that that beat the stats. Um but if he was to outperform it's because he's more in a receiver role, but it, that's not what it's going to be. You know, he's going to have a lot, he's going to look like a receiver, but he's still going to have tight end duties. Right. So I just, I, I am not in that camp that he is going to be rookie of the year. Um, i for I hope he is. Cause I really hope he does do very well. Um, if I had to put a bet on rookie of the year, I think. Ashi Harris might be able to do it. Honestly.
0: I can't buy Najee Harris at his first round, early second price tag these days. Can't no, really.
1: I can't do that. But if I was, you know, with, with the, the, like the, the betting lines and stuff, I think, I think Najee Harris has a good chance to win it. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence has a great chance to win it, but I, I definitely don't think it's Kyle Pitts.
0: And if Justin Fields manages to step on the field and lead them to a Super Bowl, can we call it him? Oh, 100%. All right, Tuba, so all you need is a Super Bowl, my man. Good luck <laughs> to
1: you.
0: Um, you already touched on J.K. Dobbins. That's your favorite sophomore back?
1: Um, I would probably say so. I just like his style of play. You know, like, I like watching him play. Um, I just think he's a great running back, so I'd probably say he is the best, My my favorite sophomore running back.
0: And... How do you feel about DeAndre Swift and the new addition with Jamal Williams there?
1: Uh, my undroppables are not might not like this because we have a lot of people who love Swift, but I do not. Um, I don't necessarily like that they were kind of shopping around for player like running for uh, players for him, like you know backups and stuff like that. And they were you know and and with that addition, I just I. I can't really buy into the Swift hype this year. And I feel like he, he, really, he, he is a great player, but I feel like for fantasy, he kind of showed flashes of greatness and people may be making it out to be more than it is.
0: I feel like whenever you said, ugh, now I can imagine <laughs> the exact expression that you had on the face. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know yeah. about
1: that. Uh-huh.
0: Um let's see your favorite fantasy football moment you've had so far
1: we're talking playing fantasy or like being in the fantasy community
0: broad range question take your pick whatever's a better story
1: i guess we could go with like being in the fantasy community so like i said i've only really been here for like i want to say like two months now like in this community and i really just think it's being able to like make these connections and like having people reach out to me and, and I'm not necessarily one that relies on outside validation, but like having people reach out to me and be like in DMS and, and stuff and, and choose to ask me questions and, and take my, what I say seriously, um, like feels really good and have people who are, you know, bigger names in this community reach out and say, I see what you're doing and you're doing it really well. And having an amazing team behind me. And I even had this week had, um, people from high school reach out to me and ask for fantasy advice so that was really cool like that that people value my advice and you know I've gotten to make some great friends I've gotten to connect with a lot of great um, ladies in this space and, and that's just been amazing um, and I really think if, if we're talking one event it probably was Scott Fishbowl and getting to be a part of that like in and, and be in the middle of it and you know, feel what everyone was talking about. Because this was my first year playing there and hearing that everyone was like, you get to talk to literally everybody who's playing Scott Fishbowl and it's going to take over Twitter and it's going to be so much fun and it's going to be stressful, but fun. Like, and then getting to be in the middle of that was probably one of my favorite things so far.
0: Between the group chats uh, on Twitter and just the general Twitter banter, it really is like a whole force whenever that season rolls around.
1: Yep. And yeah, it's like you're in the, you're in your division chat and then you're in your pick chat and like, you know, then just talking to people on Twitter too. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and like, it can be a force, but it is a, a great time.
0: Absolutely. Um, Chalk here is asking, what are your thoughts on player health, player mental health, especially coming off injuries?
1: Yeah, so I actually put out um, a thread about that um, right after Cam Akers got hurt. And it's something that I'm, like, really super passionate about. So I actually studied public health in undergrad um, with a focus in, like, sports and sports health. Um, my main focus and, and research was in um, CTE and brain injuries in NFL players, but uh, more broadly just over regular injuries. and And what we see is, like, so startling that these... Players who get hurt have, you know, really bad mental health struggles after injury. And a lot of it is is wrapped in the fact that these players so heavily tie their identities to sport. I mean, we all do. Like, I got hurt playing sport. Anybody who has played sports has probably gotten hurt doing it. And just, like, that feeling of being out and seeing your team have to move on without you and having to rehab alone and you know not being able to do what you love what you love and and having that outlet of sport is really tough um so uh, so many of us know that struggle and and when it's your livelihood you know it's your job and and that's how you make your money and support your family and that's who you are as a person you know is 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 a player and We see that they really do have a lot of mental health struggles and and it's proven in in science data. You know, there's so much data proving that these athletes, especially with longer recovery times, have higher rates of depression and anxiety um, and even suicidal tendencies. So it's something I'm really passionate about. And and one of the most startling facts I, I came upon when I was doing that Twitter thread was about. Um, You know, when these players get hurt and then they have anxiety and depression and then because of that, they're actually statistically more likely to get hurt again the following season that they return. Um, And it seems to be that that it may be because of, you know, like apprehension on the field and and in whatever sport, you know, a court, a field um, that you have some sort of like apprehension, like you're you, you freeze up a little bit and you should have made that. You know, started running when you were sitting in the pocket before you got sacked, and you didn't run because you were a little bit afraid of getting hurt on the run. That you end up getting hurt in the sack and you expose yourself. Um, so that's like such a, a horrible cycle. And one of the big things is, I think sometimes it's really hard in this community because we play fantasy so much and we talk as, about these players as as stats and ADPs and and locks and, you know, all this fantasy football terminology that it's so easy to get stuck in this loop of not viewing these players as people. And that to me has been like really, really tough, um, especially because I'm like a football fan first before fantasy. Like if you had to make me pick between football and fantasy, it would be football. Um, and and seeing people gloat over injuries and saying, "You know, I told you so and and should have listened to me is so horrible, and it's like you know we we kind of view fantasy football as almost like it's a video game like we these are our players, like no, you don't own these players you you don't have any say in anything you you just believe in them." And then you go and say, I told you so. Um, so, you know, I, it's something I'm super passionate about. And I will call out any sign I see on Twitter. If it makes me lose all my followers to call people like that out, then I will happily do it anyway. Um, because it's just, you know, I've, I've studied it and I've seen the effects. And I have I got hurt playing sport and never got to play sports again. And, and I, I know the mental health struggles I went through after that, that I don't want anyone to go through that. And I don't want anybody celebrating that that happened. So... encourage everyone else to do the same and call people out in your lives that don't view these players as people when they get hurt um and just take into account that like they're putting their bodies on the line every day and for like our enjoyment and yeah it's for their livelihood but they're putting their brains their mental health their bodies on the line and and the least you can do is kind of treat them with some respect
0: and if you would like to go down to the bottom of chat laura has a message there for you and While you check that out, I'll get your next question here ready.
1: Perfect. Ooh, the question or the, the message? The message was amazing. Thank you. But, yeah, gotcha. it's, it's it's tedious to do, you know, to keep saying that. And, you know, you said keep it up. And it's, sometimes it's hard to do that and be, like, you know, preaching to people who don't want to listen. But I say that everybody should do that. Um But, yeah. And she asked the question of my most heartbreaking fantasy loss ever was when I came in second place in my family league. Nothing ever will top the feeling of losing and coming that close and losing in a fantasy league, especially a family league, where it's like, that's the one that carries the most weight. Um, You know, if I could pick any league to win, it would be my tiny little family league um and it was the the fact that i had had the best season ever i had the best players i don't know how i got so lucky to have the players i had and then i had like two players underperform that week and yeah that was that was heartbreaking
0: i uh understand that pain losing to the little brother is never a good time so um yes uh, i've been there before um, for the next question here, let's scroll on down and we have again, okay, let's jump back to me. When evaluating players, do you tend to lean harder on the film or analytics side of things for when you're like completely torn between two ones?
1: Um, for me, I, I really tend to look at film and, and situation more than analytics, um, um, you know i i'm not super good with you know under not even understanding but like looking at those numbers i think that they're great reference to have but but every, we see every year that people consistently you know out or underperform their their people's analysis of them and i think that bias can come in there um, and when you're looking at at film and looking at situation um that that's the the best way to do it, especially when I'm torn between two players, you know, I look at who their backups are, I look at who their coaches and what kind of schemes they've ran in the past, and I look at, you know, what quarterback is throwing or passing the ball to them, and and you know, in what down do they tend to use their running backs and over over wide receivers and stuff like that. And I think that stems from, like I've said before, is that I'm I'm a football fan first. Before I, I've only been playing fantasy for like five years and. And I've been watching football since I was, like, three years old. So I think that that stems from me appreciating football before anything else and good football at that. And I will take the chance to take a chance on someone's good film more than I will to take a chance on someone's analytics.
0: Point well said. Um, We're starting to get a little low on the questions here, and that's convenient because the time is... Slowly running out. Mm -hmm. Um but Kyle's asking, have you become more concerned about Joe Judge as a coach through what has happened recently regarding fights and such at Giants practices?
1: I think it's a great question. Um so I I actually respect Joe Judge a lot for the way he um did what he did after the fight happened. Um this team has needed a real leader in that, in that, you know, front office and, and coaching staff. And I'm glad he stepped up. I've really liked Joe Judge since day one. Um, as much as I hate the Patriots, I like that he was a Belichick disciple. And I like that he doesn't put up with the BS. Um, like, it was like the first few weeks of him being coached that they were practicing. And it was like very close to the end of practice and he didn't see he was seeing things he didn't like and he completely reset the practice and started from minute one of practice and made them do it all over again um and i appreciate that because you know i think that like i said that this team has needed someone like that to kind of get everyone in shape um and i think he's the man to do it um as for like losing faith in him because the fight happened i don't think so um I think, you know, these guys spend so much time together and, you know, that things like this happen and arguably, yes, not on the scale that it did with the Giants that literally not one single player wasn't involved in the fight. Um, But I feel like things like that are a little bit more out of his control. Um, And, you know, like, I, I kind of have a feeling that this might be the spark that they kind of you know needed that something like this could really bring them up and kind of develop this sense of camaraderie and like and from you know hearing the players talk and i know a lot of it is just you know media training and stuff but you know i, I like what i hear out of them after it and and i don't doubt that they're still getting angry joe judge that that happened and yeah i'm not happy it happened but i don't really lose faith in joe judge because it happened because things like this do happen and we know that they do and and sometimes you don't hear about it and sometimes it's you know been brewing for a while and now that it's out into the open and it's over and done with that maybe we could move past that and and I still believe I I said it the other day on another podcast that you know this team was finally we are finally getting out of that transition period to new coaches and kind of rebuilding and, and and trying to make something new that there's a lot of hardships that come with that being a player in a team that's transitioning that that a spark can happen that that ignites something like that um and i think that i still believe that this team is going to still be you know closer not because this happened just in general even before this that we're finally through transition and this team is shaping up to look like it could be a a pretty good team um that they can you know, come through this and and use this as kind of the fire under their butts that they needed.
0: And winding up these questions here because uh, I want to give you time to plug all your content one more time before we hop off here. But um, okay, we're gonna get to that, Laura. You uh, are thinking the same thing I am. <laughs> uh, and uh, chalk said, I believe it was chalk. Yes, some. Late round or some of your favorite best ball targets?
1: Yeah, I actually just started playing best ball this year, um, so I've been getting accustomed to like the best ball format and and understanding how to draft those players. Um, a lot. I really like I like Antonio Brown in fantasy this year, but especially in um in best ball because with his connection with Brady, that there's a good chance he's. He, I mean, at the end of the season, he was the top red zone target so I think that um him in best ball is a great player to have um yeah who else let's see I'm I'm pulling up some of my um fantasy drafts to look at um yeah I like I mean it's, I mean it's obvious but you know high upside um I like Cooper Cup um I also like OBJ I think OBJ is going to put up, um, you know, Baker is on the come up at the end of the season last year. Um, and with, with OBJ coming back that he could with a better quarterback now do really well and make those, those plays in, in hard times. Um, and I, I would prefer to have him in best ball over anything else because there is a chance it does let down and just produce kind of small fantasy numbers. But on the, um, um, there is still a decent chance that he can put up a good amount of games with a good amount of points. Um, so that's why I like him for best ball. Um, yeah, I love, like I, I mentioned, I was talking about, you know, um, Damian Harris earlier. I think Damian Harris is a great running back to have in best ball, um, especially if you're concerned with how that backfield is going to shape up to be. Um, the QBs, I mean, I still pretty much ride with the the regular QBs that I normally draft you know the the good QBs um you know but I think Stafford's a a really good one to have in best ball that's outside of those you know top handful um that Stafford could be really well in best ball this year
0: all right and final question before we hop off here you have to start one running back uh on uh your fantasy fantasy team would you rather have Trent Richardson or
1: Hmm, Probably belage. That's
0: probably uh, what I'd go with. <laughs> it's a gross pick either way. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's why it feels like I'm dirty now. Like I have to go take a shower. <laughs>
0: well, before you uh, go get cleaned off from that gross question, um, give the people a quick rundown. I want you to hit them with your Twitter, where they might be able to find you to possibly get a clubhouse link if they're interested yeah. in that. Um, and anything that we might be looking forward to in your neck of the woods.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So my Twitter is uh, at Ashley underscore Marie, but in the Ashley, there's two A's at the beginning. So it's A-A-S-H-L-E-Y underscore Marie. Um, you could follow me there. If you ever need a direct link to Clubhouse, you can shoot me a DM there and I can, um, get that to you. My handle on Clubhouse is A-S-H-G-U-A-R. So if you ever want to follow me there to get notified when our rooms open, that's usually Wednesdays at 8 p.m. That's always Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, but sometimes we open up rooms here and there, especially with breaking news. So follow me there to get notified when our rooms open. This way you don't forget. Um, make sure you're following the Undroppables on Twitter and especially on TikTok, um, to see me and my dumb little TikTok skits. Um But yeah, like I said, you could always find me on Clubhouse at um eight PM on Wednesdays, Eastern time. Um I promise you'll be able to find me around more often when the when the season comes around because there is some some fun stuff brewing in the undroppables and um i'm always on twitter it never the app is always open on my phone so if you ever want to reach out you could feel free to reach out and to me on twitter um yeah and i am pretty much like everywhere um and if i'm ever on any podcast they'll be retweeted onto my twitter so if on the off chance you want to listen to me you can come follow me on any of those platforms
0: and there we go. You heard it straight from the lady's mouth here. Uh, thank you so, <laughs> thank you so much for showing up and hanging out with us tonight, Ash. I know we were uh, taking you away from a uh, man Hall of Fame <laughs> game, but uh, we'll uh, get out here so you can enjoy the rest of that. Uh, thank you, everybody, to tuning in. Uh, Ash will be happy to have you back uh, anytime yeah. this season, of course. I know. Coming up soon, we'll have the Undroppables for a roundtable event. Perhaps you'll be able to make an appearance there as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy I was finally able to make it. Um, I know we had some scheduling conflicts, but I'm so happy I was here. This was so much fun. Um, And I will always be back whenever you will have me.
0: Excellent. I love to hear it. Well, you have a great rest of the night, everybody in chat. You all have a great rest of the night as well. If you haven't signed up for the Discord tourney, be sure to do that. But everybody else, this is Space Ghost Force signing off from Fantasy Football Chat. Have a good evening.